What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to our Andor Reviews. This is episode 10. I am Mr. Gamgee Trasnell, and I'm joined by... I'm the guy who can't swim, Kirkland Patzer. Wow, just laying it out there, you know, but... It's a real thing. Uh, I can't swim. Yeah. You can't? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I can float, I think. Oh, you got your lime, Ricky. I'm oh, all out. I gotta go yeah. hit the store. That it's thing, just like it's like camera. crack now. Yeah, it's great, right? On camera, though, it just looks like this green sludge. It's like just, radioactive it, it looks like drink. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fantastic. But, um, yeah, audio listeners won't matter. Apparently, not only in this match, I suffer broken back, broken camera as well. You know, I say this is off to Kirkland off screen, but take all my gear over for one day. It's all fucked up. Won't register anything. Like, oh, no, you don't have an HD camera. Done my fucking video camera, my Canon camera for a year or whatever now. And But here I am. So hopefully my Black Panther will be all fixed. But, um, yeah, speaking of fixing things, I don't know if they even fix things, but they make things in this episode. We're here to talk about Andor, episode 10. Uh, as Taylor and Kirkland already said in the newscast, I'll just reaffirm. I'll probably talk more about this on the Trash Told You coming out this week. Returning, starting weekly next week. Give me tons of fun. Look out for my rambling uh, every week starting next week. I said that already. Much like these two. you know, It's my first cast back since the 24-hour stream. I'm flustered because my fucking camera's being an asshole and everything like that. <laughs> and like, oh man, all I want to do after this is watch The Love is Blind reunion but now i gotta work on my fucking camera but alas here we are um yeah but a big thank you to everybody that came out supported watched donate was in the chat um pretty good goal as far as uh a pretty good amount we didn't hit the goal but that's okay because two thousand fifty dollars nothing to shake and that beats three of our other goals we've had before and um the big thing was 10k for everybody else so big thank you to that um thank you to manscape who's our sponsor you'll hear a little bit more about that later and then um yeah patreon go over there get episodes ad free or uh, early exclusive depending what tier you're on there's four tiers go take a look at them see what you like see what you want but the best thing is no matter what tier you're on you support us 
And it comes all the way back in the podcast. So things like side quests, things like Travis told you going weekly. That's all because of each and every one of you. And the big thing I will say to the patrons, because I haven't got any submissions yet. I'm not sure if people don't care or I did post it pretty early. So they didn't, but I'll send a reminder is Christmas movies. We need them. We need some Christmas retrospective movies to be hidden up for December. That'll be a fun time. Anything is on the board, really. I don't think there's any Christmas franchise we're like saving to do. So make you sure you submit those. And uh, yeah, anything else I'm missing, Kirkland? I don't think so. I think you nailed it. Uh, side quest, a lot of stuff going on there. We, Dylan and I just did our second review of <clears throat> Plague Tale Requiem. I know you and Taylor did your review for Gotham Knights. And <clears throat> my gosh, T- uh, Taylor and I are also dropping a Modern Warfare 2 review uh, yeah. in the upcoming week. So lots of great stuff there. And then they got God of War next week as well, too. So lots of big stuff. Plethora of games. Yeah. Yeah. And then as I mentioned, too, by the time you're listening, this Black Panther um will be just upon us has it said in kirkland that by the time we're recording this in 24 hours we've probably have seen black panther 2 because it hasn't for me it hasn't except for like today i i mean like you are like me i don't have any school or work you on friday like me. <laughs> what does that even mean that is why you're like me no <laughs> we're just off on friday so it's like yeah. i i remembered that the black panther was on uh on thursday and it was just like a reaffirming of like oh tomorrow's already thursday it's this week's already done basically and Black Panther, a great way to end it off. And yeah. I, I feel like the hype hit me maybe like after school today, like when I was driving mm-hmm. home. It's like, oh shit, like Black Panther tomorrow. This is, it's been a hot minute since like the last big Marvel thing. I guess that would have been multi, July. no, uh, Thor, right? Would have yeah, been the last July, one. July, yeah. Yeah. So, what is she on? A big Marvel thing? Something wrong against <laughs> Disney Plus? Big screen, big screen movie. You know what I, you know what Theatrical I mean? Theatrical yeah. experience. Exactly. Yeah. So, those are always special. And uh, are you in my theater tomorrow? Or are you and Taylor doing like the recliners? With the terrible service. No, <laughs> terrible service. Why is this Cineplex a <laughs> terrible service? Um, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I like to no, we're I, I'm in the grand. I don't know where Taylor is. I'm in the grand because I got babysitter, so I got to be uh, there. Yes. That makes sense. I think mine's at six. When's yours? Six thirty, maybe, six maybe right, seven. Yeah. I don't know. I got the extreme, nice and uh, yeah. nice and big extreme. That's where all my like big Marvel viewings have happened. That's where Endgame was. That's where Infinity War was. So there's a lot of magic in that particular theater mm-hmm. here on the west side. So I'm excited. Well, speaking of magic, Kirkland, did you have magic experience watching this episode? <laughs> yeah, I kind of but Speaking that of magic, way. yes, yeah. I I really did. I mean, if you've tuned into lo- the previous reviews, I I I can't remember what episode it was, but I had to like pose the question myself. I'm like, man, this might be my favorite Disney Plus uh, show for Star Wars that they've done so far. I mean. I don't know. Maybe all of Disney Plus. Maybe that's too much of a bold claim. It's that's just maybe I'm I'm riding the recency bias or whatnot. But I can safely say now that this is this is like my this is by far my favorite Star Wars Disney Plus show that they've done. Um, I week by week they just keep blowing my mind on like what's happening. I feel like I didn't really have big expectations coming into the show, but because I've been enjoying it so much. Every week, I've been having higher expectations because mm. it's like these episodes are so phenomenal. But this week's episode, it just it ramped up again for like the intensity but also the character performances i feel like i have a good handful of characters to really showcase uh, showcase they were showcased in this episode but i like to high to highlight point out because their performances just totally blew my mind a character that hasn't even been in the show yet but he just had such a great um first appearance i guess in the show i'm excited to see what happens more with that character because he was really interesting um but yeah, all in all, man, I, I'm loving the show. I'm so happy that they went the 12 episode length because mm. I feel like maybe if we didn't have, like if it was like a nine episode, we wouldn't have gotten a three episode stretch of Cassian like on uh, whatever it's called, the the prison planet. I forget the name of it, but you know what I mean? Like if, if it was just a more contained like nine episodes, they would have had to rush some things. And I really don't think like I've had that thought at any point in the show. I feel like it's spaced really well, um, paced really well and like next week's not even the finale like we still have a few more episodes left so i am i'm so jazzed i'm loving this show so much i can't wait till it's all out and i can just like i don't know i feel like around the christmas months it's usually i get into the like star wars mood so i'll definitely be mm. binging some star wars content and probably re-watching the show and just seeing it just seeing where it lies even on like my total star wars like uh ranking yeah, maybe i'll have to throw on there on like the letterbox or whatnot i'll have to dust off my letterbox account mm-hmm. i made the promise months ago that i would do my uh best of 2022 so i uh gotta be a man of my word and get on there but man Andor, so phenomenal my gosh i'm so excited to talk about spoilers 
Well, I do think we have a Patreon episode in December where we're ranking all the stars projects that have come there out. There you go. So you're gonna you're gonna have to get ready. But um, yeah. So it's been an interesting journey. Obviously, I was not on last week, so I watched last week and today's episode back to back at like five and six a.m. in the morning. I was working out, <laughs> watching this thing. It was it was quite an experience. But you know, it felt you like set up nice. in the gym, or are you at home for this? And I was at home for this. I was oh, using okay. Bowflex weights and stuff like that. It's now there are a gym during the day. Most gym time will probably be on the weekends. I'm not. I love the gym, but right now I'm not walking out there at negative twelve to go get a pump on. It's like you know what? I'll I'll stay inside. That's fair. That's why it's I bought the Bowflex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why I bought the Bowflex ones. But um, so I was like, okay, I gotta get ready for this review and stuff. So I was on last week. So there might be some things that blend over, but specifically, at least what I can say with this episode. I think it's uh, with any show, it's a rarity, but especially with Star Wars, the fact that to me, you can say that maybe the best moment of Star Wars, the best speech of Star Wars, the best hour of Star Wars, uh, the best character turn of Star Wars all happened just within this episode. This episode was fantastic. This episode two shot up high for, I don't know where it is, but it's definitely, this is probably a spoiler for one thing, but for the Disney era, I'd say this is a top two project for me. And that's with the movies as well, not just the shows this uh and i'm somebody that like i liked the show enough when it first started thought it was already again the rogue one treatment of those first three episodes to me was uh, felt a little overrated but any issues i've had with this show definitely went away and they were all minor ones but definitely have gone away and this this episode is something special it's not just like star wars special it's just all of tv special there's multiple things about it but everything is just accumulating to such a great degree and i think that is because the episode length i think 12 to 10 is like that for most shows doesn't have to be every show but it's a perfect landslide but the fact that just this 50 or i guess it's like 46 minute piece of content that i could say there's so many things in star wars that i'd rank so high not something i would have said before even with the first three episodes i'm like but even the third episode, I really liked. It was like, oh, I'm gonna walk away thinking some of the best Star Wars is in this, you know, thing. There might be a few little moments here and there, but this was easily one of the best, like hours or something like that. Tony Gilroy, run your over super bad mics. <laughs> says, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess he did. You know, I still. It's so tough, right? Because this is a great example of this is a guy who, if you go back to interviews in Rogue One, he doesn't care about Star Wars. Star Wars is not his thing. You know, didn't seem like he gave much love to it. And I was never a big fan of because I hate that people always do this. They always talk about, oh, uh, MCU and director problems or DCU. And now I think people talk about, but it's like, oh, we just want creative freedom where he had a guy who made Rogue One and then Tony Gilroy came and rewrote it, reshot it, and the guy just had to sit there, right? So for me and Tony Gilroy, I've always had like a, and relationship but he definitely won me over because there's just so much it, it just feels so adult in the best way it feels like the type of star wars that you want and people i think sometimes meme about that's dark but it doesn't have to be like that radar sex people getting sliced up it's just mature themes but they're very with each story it feels stuff that's current you know current in two ways current as far as it fits right into the time era as far as you know the dark era right before the rebellion but then current as far as just today and some of the politics and there's a great scene with mom Mothma in here that oh maybe oh. i'm slipping maybe that's maybe that's next last Maybe that was was last week the one where she was my sport. She was talking in the Senate and people were starting to turn off their lights and walk yeah. away. That was yeah. <laughs> that was last but week. but that's something where like that's today's politics, right? Where there's people could be saying, "Hey, this terrible, terrible thing's going to happen," but because it doesn't fit with their agenda or who they want to vote with, ah, we're just not going to listen to it. But there's some great stuff that happens with her this episode. But yeah, I I I'm shocked how much I I love the show now, and I'm excited to rewatch it with these. And even you know, little creepy guys started to warm on me. Like, okay, they're they taking. <laughs> interesting route and i'm gonna creepy echo thin what, man. yeah creepy thin man. i'm gonna echo what everyone else has said that man if you want to talk about and i don't think i think i always had him on the list but if i want to solidify him as people not only just the best actors but as like in that william defoe of underrated actors that still just doesn't get talked enough about andy circus man like dago was great uh genevieve was great in this episode uh well Stellan scarsworth had a great scene in this episode oh, yeah. lots of great reveals but andy circus man he was the fucking mvp i know we don't have a golden geek 
leagues for TV, but if we did, whatever category he'd be in, I'd be fucking fighting for him because he just went on such a journey with these two episodes. But this episode in particular, my goodness, the facial. And now you see why this guy's so good at Caesar and Gollum because he has to do all these like facial things with a fucking computer. So we didn't get to strip that all away and just see his performance. My God. And also, out of that moments too, like some of the most heartbreaking stuff I've ever seen in Star Wars happens this episode. So this episode is just, man, it, it it's something special. It's one of the best Disney Plus, not just Star Wars, like episodes of all time. I don't have, I don't think I have a single negative thing to say about this episode. So, absolutely, well said. Well, anything else? Can spoilers? I think we're ready to unpack it. Yeah, let's get into it. We're ready to unpack it. All right. Well, we're gonna get our first ad break, and then we'll be right back, and we're gonna jump right into Andor episode ten. So we'll be right back. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So uh, th- this is where I want to start because that's mm-hmm. where it kind of ended. But this is where I want to start where we're going to go through it all. Of, like I loved, again, some of it will blend over. But I loved last week where, okay, there was, there, I guess two weeks ago before we were talking about, okay, Andy Circus was pretty in line. He had these shifts, right? He's very close to getting out. And we were like, okay, is he going to be the hard ass or is he going to eventually turn? First of all, love the way it turned as far as the, like you get out and they put you right back in and rumors. Like it all made sense. I love the uprising of, hey, there's only – so many of them and we have to do it today because mm-hmm. eventually they're gonna start adding more guards so like all that like it felt like a classic heist prison break type of movie and i love all that type of stuff i love that a few episodes ago but when they finally i'm jumping to the end but when they're finally they all get out and they're running out and that's what everyone's talking about they're meaning about but still i don't think my heart has sunk this much in star wars in a while maybe since han solo died when everyone's jumping and diego luna looks back at kino and he's like come on and kino says i can't swim and ev- the only way out of this scenario for everyone to escape be free go live their lives is to jump in water and be free and the fact that we also don't know what happened to Kino we don't know mm-hmm. if he's stuck there we don't know if he jumped and drowned and we don't know if he went off there's t- there's two parts to me that man I want to see him alive because I fucking love for such a minor if I was making a list of characters with like a limited amount of screen time he'd be in like the top echelon of it but like the fact that I don't know if I want the answer or I don't know if I always want to just be this question mark of we just never know because there's just right. something kind of, you know, 
like I don't know kind of darkly beautiful about that that this guy who was the key to breaking out but man that was just mm-hmm. this whole journey of getting out in that moment that that hit me like i said haven't felt that way since han soul died or you know ben soul ben soul was a different reason that was just pure hatred for a lucasfilm that moment but this was like <laughs> man this is some great just fucking grade a writing right here you know oh absolutely yeah that that moment too of like you see Andor like or Cassian, yeah, Cassian Andor, I guess that's same guy. Andor, <laughs> he he just like freezes there, and it seems like he like if he had a moment, he would have like worked out how he's gonna get Kino out there because like Kino was such a great, or he was like basically the main key on like really what made this uh, escape successful, and he's just frozen there and without even like intentionally doing it because they're just like it's just like a mosh pit going off the cliff. Like he just got taken himself. And then oh, yeah. that's the last time that us, the viewers see the Kino. And yeah, it's totally heart wrenching because this guy that had been, as you mentioned, like he was totally indoctrinated in into the system. And it's just like, yeah, I got like 200 days left or whatever. And then I'm out of here. And then, I, I mean, you, you just saw it today, but like that twist, that twist that he has of like realizing really the reality of his situation and how he isn't getting out and how pissed off he was visually at the end of last week's episode oh, um, yeah. is, oh, it just totally, he was unsure at the beginning of this episode, but you just see that, that total shift of him be, like realizing like, okay, I know this is, this is the one way out as the titles, uh, uh, titled as the t- as the episode is titled, <laughs> um, and One but oh, just every little like motivating speech that he speech that he gave to everyone. Oh, yeah. The fact that one line when he's just like the way that I'm looking at it, I'm already dead. Mm-hmm. So it's just like any additional thing that happens, like it doesn't matter if I die during the escape, we're already dead. So yeah. like that just having as a motivator. Oh, it's it, it was it was so I was so pumped watching this episode of, of just like the whole prison escape because I, I already had like my Mission Impossible episode, which was the heist. And here we are a few episodes later, we're getting like another really action packed sequence and so many other things that made this episode great. But particular for like the, the prison escape, that was just it was intense. I was like I was I was sweating. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. I, I was I, I didn't know exactly. I feel like when we first got introduced to Kino, I kind of just assumed that he was going to die, like, during the escape. It's like, okay, Andy Circus, like, how, is he really going to sign on to, like, a multi-whatever project? I think he will probably die at the end of this. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. It's it's It didn't happen on screen. I truly believe that we will see some sort of fate with him. I, I don't think they're just going to not mention it. Um, but, yeah, we'll see if that happens next episode or possibly in the finale. I think there's a chance they. Th- I I think there's. I don't think we see him this season. I think they leave it hanging. Really? I, on, yeah. And I, honestly, if you were to put a gun to my head, I I think there's a chance we never get the answer. We they always leave it hanging there because that's just. I feel like that's just. It feels weird, but when you look at geekdom and you know Marvel and DC and stars, I feel like we always get those answers. Right? Like what happened this? Because we're like, what happened? What happened? But I feel like in some of the greatest television shows, you always have those questions like, oh, what happened there? And there's always theories and whatnot. And, if they were to leave this and not answer in some fucking comic book or, you know, book or something that they'd retcon later on, if they were just always to leave it with Andor of, like, whatever happened to Kino, I feel like that adds, like, such a great mystique to this show. It's like, you never knew it. It's just like, and that makes it more heartbreaking because if we just see him and he's outside living his life, that I'm so happy about that. That's fine because, like, me as the invest in the show that likes the character, I want that to happen. But there's just something so dark about never knowing what happened to Kino if he's just stuck there again. You know, did he go back and wreck more or so and there's something with this show with it so being so poetic and it's not and it sounds like typical so it's not black and white but i mean like you're not getting happy endings that much in this show and that to me is almost not that'd be uncharacteristic but it would fit with the show to never get an answer with this yeah it's it's definitely like a bold option to take i feel like i'm just so i'm so I don't, I don't even want to say against it. It's just like I don't believe it's going to happen because Star Wars has never been bold enough to do stuff like that. But then again, I feel like I've seen stuff in this show that I've never seen mm-hmm. Star Wars do before. So, I mean, you're not wrong. It would totally, like, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think it would definitely add to just the overall um, quality of the show because it is something that's unexpected from the viewer. And I would give huge credit to Lucasfilm if they actually did that. It's just like... Eh, I don't know. I feel like D- Disney, Star Wars usually likes to keep it safe, but the show has already been kind of borderlining on what they've done in the past. So, 
places the guards would light them up right away maybe but you never know they were hiding in that room maybe locks them in there i just want to envision any circus going back and fucking them all up and he's just he they just go back 50 years later and they just find old annie circus there and everything like that and they're like kino and he's like no it's snoke and like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. i Fuck. know different people but it could happen yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but no i either way if he's in more great i'm i'm excited for it but yeah that speech that he gave to rally them all up and dago even gives him that speech like you talk to these men every day like this is this mm-hmm. is the most important thing and that's what i love just like you talked about the death thing even uh casting talked to one guy where he's just like oh i'm dead i'm dead already he's like well at least don't go down without a fight you know like mm-hmm. i like just this pressure on it has to happen now and it has to happen today and there's no way around that like it doesn't matter if you're scared right now you got to give the best speech of your fucking life right now Kino. like get on that microphone and go and damn he did and everything like that you know and I like everything from obviously last week we got some sort of hints of the breakout this and that's starting to formulate a plan but I liked everything about the heists same thing with Kino. like last week he gave the whole okay there's 12 guards on each floor and yet da, da, da. but in the very the very beginning of the episode it felt like he still was he said that kind of out of anger and he still was kind of reluctant but once i'd say not even midway i'd say about 25 percent. once he really realized okay i'm never getting out of here because i like that cut of he's like we're not going anywhere and they kind of make it sound like oh he's saying that to the prisoners like to shut up and get in line and everything like that but then when he turns around he's saying like no we're not getting out of here like we're not we're gonna be stuck here and that mm-hmm. to me makes such perfect sense too because i don't i can't remember what we talked about when we had the discussion when they first went in the center but to me that's such an empire thing of like why would they have you work and then you just go on the world now i still thought it was okay you can indoctrinate them get them in your system but this is even better as far as no they just never leave you know so it, it's it, it was such a great twist but i loved everything from the water from the guns i, I just love them throwing metal shit at all the guards and stuff yeah. like that um it it felt just if it, it felt good and we lost still a lot of lives in that room mm-hmm. too it wasn't just like a clean like people getting electrocuted people yeah. getting shot so it wasn't just a very easy hey we overthrow the guards and yay good guys win it again that's what makes it feel stakes even if we don't know these people <laughs> the other thing i love too is the the new man on the deck when they brought him down he like right away was like in on getting out of here because i was like what's this new guy gonna do but he was attacking the guard right away and then he got shot but still i like that he was already like oh there's a mutiny i'm i'm, I'm fucking doing this too but <laughs> it would have been like Cass- it would have been like cassian first showing up like he was ready to get the fuck out of there when he first showed up which mm-hmm. is the same thing this guy this guy probably just got shocked uh, you know like them showing what the system kind of is you know we don't have weapons here but we don't need them um and yet like really like when the re- when the rebellion uh was was really like starting against the guards it really felt like there was like a dam holding just like so much water back and then like a little crack with like the first few people like like getting onto the platform like taking out a few guards but once they actually like got their hands on weapons and were able to just open doors it was over for you the empire (laughs) like just the floodgates open and then like what ended up happening was like Andor was completely right. There wasn't enough guards to handle it. No. There was probably like 30 of them huddled in that one room just like hiding for their lives. And it just like it was. Yeah, it, it was like like I said, it was over for them. And it was just seeing that ramp up was was really exciting because when it was just that initial plan of like when Cassian broke the pipe and it was just like the the calm before the storm like right before it happened. It's like this could easily go terrible. Like if one person miss miss missteps here the guard could just shoot them and then that's it like they're just up on the platform they can't get out but um yeah i mean as they're saying it, it has to happen right then and now and of course it did but as you mentioned a lot of people died got murked on the way out but it was it was so intense yeah i i, I didn't know who was who was gonna die there other than andor i knew he was making out that plot armor he's got yeah yeah and that's the thing too it's like i they like there was guns around but it didn't seem like there was a huge amount of guns either it felt like there was only a couple for each floor because even when those guards were barricaded in that office some of them didn't even have guns they just had like the sticks or whatever and stuff like that so no that was all really well done and laid out and i at first i was still kind of like wondering i I understood eventually but i was like what the water at first didn't play into it all so i'm like (laughs) what the fuck is andor even doing here like the water happens it's just actually getting dude shocked and stuff like that so i'm like what what's happening and then okay the leak went through and alert the next guy says like oh okay like everything made sense from this and we'll talk about the mom off and stuff but just from other episodes to just the layering of just okay this is going to come back later and really make sense and it does you know 
Yeah, the the water actually like turned off the floors at least like it like killed the power because because um the guards were like shock them and as soon as they hit the button it like active like it hit the water and it just like shut the lights off in that one room and then they kept trying to hit it and it wasn't working i think that was the main purpose of the water because yeah when he was doing it i'm like these fucking idiots they know that it's it shocks water is like the best conductor so like everyone's just gonna (laughs) like i I didn't understand what was happening there and then when the lights went off it was like okay they're it's lucky, I guess, that they knew that was gonna happen, but still, it was. It, it looked pretty sketchy, and like Diego Luna just covered in I was water. Just about to say that, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the only like... time I had to suspend my disbelief. Where I'm like, okay, I could believe that maybe they're so busy, the new guy they don't see him, but he's like fucking soaked. It's not he's even dripping. like just his feet. Yeah, he's dripping because at one point I'm like, oh, it's just his feet, it's fine. And then at one point the water's like, he's like, oh, oh, and it's just like, oh, well, now he's covered. Like, what the fuck? Like, wouldn't someone be like? I guess I think he just has that much sweat going on. Where oh man, he's working fucking hard. Kel or Keefe over years working real hard because they're down yeah. guy but um the way i had canada it was like he was just kind of in the corner so like the guards yes. were kind of looking at the rest but he exactly. was kind of down here so the whole time i was like get behind the fucking machine though dude you know but because he's like in the back room but he comes out it's like why couldn't he just stay in the back room that whole time i don't know i guess he's got to be in position to do the the rod into the elevator thing yeah, yeah. So. and i love too that he just hung out on the platform for a long time till he pulled up to like get the shot and you're like all this is going on <laughs> and then you get in and get the gun shoots the guy and stuff but for a while i was like fuck is he just stuck there what, what's happening and then it was all good because they're taken out and that's when everybody and like I, said, I just liked their plan they just felt like hobbits like just throwing just random stuff at these guards yeah. and it was working and it was effective so, yeah, it was. So uh, a couple people in the chat says, uh, Superbad Mike says, it's a shame. This is the lowest viewed Star Wars show. Luke's will learn all the wrong lessons from the ratings. I think that all depends on how much the show costs. Luckily, I'm not trying to like sound bad, but like Diego Luna, Stellan Skarsgård, like they're not like fucking A tier, like they're getting the biggest bills and stuff like that. Um, and uh, Clay has, has uh, it, oh, it, oh, sorry, my God, I'm butchering it. It goes to the idea we always talk about is because there's no lightsabers. I don't think it's that. I think it's just now we because I heard you guys talk about the newscast. And I'm not trying to meme on it and stuff like that because I've said it for years, but I still do think it has a lot of a little fatigue of people are just kind of done with this era. Even though if this is a good show, people are like they want to be they want new stuff, and I feel like the prequel to the prequel of the guy that is gonna die in rogue one is like a eh, i've seen this you know i feel like there's yeah. tons of mainstream people especially if it's it's different if it's like we've talked about before like a, a young qui-gon because like okay we know he dies but this is 20 years 30 years in the future in the future fuck he made it in the past and stuff like that like i think the problem is that it's so close to rogue one and a new hope people might just go like i've seen that story now and i would disagree because obviously from what they show they're showing so many different variations of you know what could be happening with the rebellion the empire a new hope stuff like that but i think on surface it just looks more oh it's just more rogue one and i've seen that yeah. before and diego luna's not a big star and or i don't think was the breakout character from that either he was my favorite character you go back to the review but like i think people loved k2so or they like jen urso so i don't think it's that because i think that you know, like a boba fett show did fine i know eventually there was a actually did luke never i guess they ignited their lightsaber but that wasn't about that but it was a classic character again right so i feel like mm-hmm. you can have a, a show like this with a classic character and people would tune in it's just that andor's not that popular like, as a character and i think it's just the same era and stuff like that yeah i mean coming into the show like i i feel like i was in that category of like this is a prequel to rogue one like okay i like diego luna but like I'll check it out, but like I, I wasn't like scratching at the bit to jump in this show. There's other things we could be doing right now. (laughs) You know? Yeah, exactly. You know, give me some uh, old Republic stuff. No, I've swallowed that pill. I'm never getting that in the the Lucasfilm era. When Kathy leaves, you'll get it. I think. I think you will. You think so? When James Gunn takes over and stuff like that. (laughs) He's just bouncing from companies to company. Just well, hey, what the contracts 2022, right? So four years to 2026. Kathy's 2024. They just wait two years. James Gunn's up. He's, you know, I'm joking. I don't think that's a good fit. Give it to me. First thing out, Darth Bane trilogy. They just announced yeah. like three movies are coming out. In the style um, Peacemaker, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I'm like scared of that, but also intrigued at the same time. Just seeing um, like Revan doing the Peacemaker <laughs> dance and shit like that. Everyone's like, fuck, I miss Kathy. We, what, <laughs> we really had it good with Kathy. I want to hear Taylor's thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, I, I really hope that the word of mouth just goes really far with the show because i mean (laughs) unfortunately i haven't talked to a lot of people that have seen the show i've been just praising it like 
up the and yin all yang. my numbers are really low too when you okay. look at all the tracking and stuff like because the thing is salma we never had salma numbers i don't know if it's just so low it's not tracking and they there was some graph i can't remember a few weeks ago i'd have to pull up a newscast but it was like showing all the other star wars shows and this one was like f- like far down below the other ones and mm. stuff like that you know Sad. but the good thing is with getting a season two is maybe people look at it and be like oh well that means season one must have been good so i'll check yeah. it out it's just also i think it come out came out a tough time because yeah those shows are gone but it came out a time where fellowship and house of dragon were taking up a lot of the marketplace and now i feel like once that was done what you have like five six episodes of andor it might be that point where people go ah, i'll just wait for the end of the season you know because right. there's all these other shows and stuff like that and lose barry says best episode yet uh uh, Annie and Stellan are amazing. This and Mando are in the league of their own. I I, I think time Mando at times, but I definitely put this way. Like favorites is a bit of a different category, but for me, as far as like best and well written, I put this far and above Mando. Probably just because some of the Mando Boba stuff has hurt it, but I think this is far above uh, Mando because there's a couple episodes that are fun, but they're just kind of there. Nothing really. At first, I thought this episode, this season, the show is going to have type of filler, but it really doesn't when you see how it plays with these three episode arcs and stuff like that. And it feels like everything matters now, especially this episode yeah. felt like it's not in the finale, but it felt like this could have been the finale. It felt like this was the culmination of the whole season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's there's some big reveals like with um, Lenny. Was that his name? Uh, that, that reveal that Stellan's. Oh my God. Is I'm turning it to Taylor. I keep I keep using is Lenny. Their... His name? Imperial I... Guard Lenny? Uh, <laughs> ISP officer Lenny is that it I don't it doesn't sound right you know I gotta I'll check it out but um okay it's right do you want here. me to talk while you check um yes you do so <laughs> I the whole time we see him cloaked and he, I know what you're talking about this so this guy he like set a command earlier and kind of pissed off I can't remember what's her name it's Drya or Drya or I think it is but Deidre. anyway Daedra, Lonnie, Lonnie. thank yeah, you, Lonnie. fanboy Clay. Still, there still, you go. still not really ISB thing. But when I saw him walking out, he's dark cloaked. I'm like, fuck yeah, he's gonna be with Luth. And I'm like, please be with Luth. And not because I'm like I am Team Luth, but just like this is just like great spy espionage shit. And man, another moment when talking about everything from the elevator to Luthen's speech, everything. And this is where it's just like. He gives this speech where, you know, he's like, I, like, Lon's like, I want out. I had a daughter. I see what can happen. Like, I'm going to just go work on my parents' farm. I'm going to get out of this. And, you know, he says to Luthen, like, what have you given up? And Luthen, now, I like that he, he said everything, but I didn't want him to say everything because that's just like a generic line, right? How many times have you heard that? I was expecting it. I was expecting it. Yeah, I was it. expecting <laughs> it. But I like that he did say everything, but he... What preceded that was literally laying out everything, like having friends, a romantic relationship, you know, just actually living a life, going out, doing things, the decency of just getting to know people, not having to like live and die, like make life and death decisions every day. Like he just listed this like drier or, or dire list out of like, fuck, yeah, his life really sucks. So that speech by Stellan was a uh, 10 out of 10, a great, like he's just so good. I love Luthen as well. But yeah. also what I loved in that elevator is when he talked about, you know, they're talking about the loss of those 50 uh, people. And Lonnie's like, I don't know if that's really worth it. He's like, well, 50 people would be worth it for you. You know, like you're a hero. Of the, he didn't say the rebellion, but whatever they're calling themselves now. And I love that too, because it reminded me, and some people won't like it, but remind me of that scene a lot in Last Jedi where it's Finn and DJ. And one of the moments I do like between them, that's uh, Benicio Del Toro. And he's talking about how he sell, they sell enemies to the bad guys and stuff like that. And then Del Toro brings up the computer and it's, he starts showing like, rebellion ships you know and stuff like that or whatever the new republic ships and he's like oh and they sell weapons to the good guys too and it's that moment too where yeah luthan he's trying to fight for the rebellion or create a rebellion he's fighting for our side but the fact that he was just willing to let 50 people die i did not sit well with me and that was again Mm -hmm. showing this side it's like yeah even though they're the technically the hero side they're making some they're making some very savage cuts if they need to, you know. It sh- it showed a much darker side to Luthen that I wasn't expecting yes. at all, but as he said so in that speech, like someone in his position like getting a rebellion going like what he's doing, like it takes those type of efforts of mm-hmm. like he threat he I don't know if he did it directly, but he pretty much threatened this guy's like daughter, right? Of yes. like when he's like, "Oh, I heard you had a daughter now." And he didn't say he it did specifically. He did it very matter point of view because he could yeah. just because he's like, "Well, I haven't seen you in years, so I'm just asking." But like it yeah. was, it was very So he's good. like he's so like crafty the way he does it, but like I knew what he was doing there and same yeah. that same thing that Lonnie did like it's like oh man like I'm really trapped here and 
yeah, it's taught like even just what you're saying with the 50 men that he's totally willing to sacrifice. And I, I now see Luthan in a different light of, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really liked him as the charismatic art dealer or whatnot. And then also the spy side. And now it's just like a whole nother darker side. And when that elevator opened up, it was like equivalent to seeing like Darth Vader or something. Maybe not oh, fully, yeah. but like still like it, his long. cloak, his cloak was like floating in the wind. And I was like, holy shit, like this is scary right now. Yeah. And I didn't think I would be having that thought seeing Luthan. I was worried for Lonnie. I didn't actually know if Lonnie was going to make it out, to be honest, just because like yeah. the way Luthan's done. And that makes me very interested because before I just thought, okay, this is the guy that recruits Andor, he sets him off, and he dies along the way, and he's just like a mentor that he misses, right? Whereas like this adds a lot more layers of like, I don't know what's going to happen with this character. I don't think he's going to make it to Rebellion times, but, you know, like he, uh, Clay brings up Sakurai, it's like, what fate is this guy gonna have if he's starting to do a bit more of these darker things and even the times where now we go back to like episode two or three actually i guess it was four when mon mothman was like oh is this you or did you do this have a hand in this and he just played off like oh it's just you know i had to do it like for me it was just like okay he's just like getting the job done he's just telling mom off like don't worry about it. i got this but now it's like has a different connotation of oh no like he'll willingly sneak behind your back just to get something done if it, he mm-hmm. feels it's right it's not so much of like a, oh i didn't have time to tell you it's kind of like oh no he's probably using mon as many times like he has or probably will yeah. in the future and stuff like that and again he's still technically his like the idea of like war he's doing it in a way where he doesn't want to blow his cover this will be good for Lonnie and that would only get him promoted more and get him more power and that could change the deck so again sure he's making these right moves but that comes down to why I love the Dark Knight is like the whole theme of that movie is okay you want to take down them bad guys but how far do you want to go so the same thing with this with Luthen it's like okay once he's starting to take out you know like these 50 people is it worth it at that point and like oh so we know the end point and everything where okay the rebellion happens but it's like now I don't know if like Luthen is one of our main figures to that. Like he could be in a way, but I think it's more kind of like the Saw Guerrero thing, where he's doing things the wrong way, and he's going he's going to go down too much of a wrong path. Where you need to do it like Mon's doing, what Leia's going to do eventually, right? Of like certain ways, and yeah. it's not used to like look at the original trilogy. Our heroes are don't leave people behind, and they're going to save as many people as you can. Not like hey, you never had Luke Skywalker being like we're going to let 50 people die so we can get Han Solo back. You know, it's like, whoa, well, yeah. we don't want to do that, Luke. Obviously, I know you're a space jet, a space wizard, but yeah, that was a great scene, great reveal. Everything about that was just, again, yeah. top notch. Oh, yeah, we've showcased so many things of his speech, but another great line that I that I think he had to uh, Lonnie there was when Lonnie is like, oh, no, like, I, I can't do this anymore. And then, you know, he goes on to say, like, we did an oath and whatnot. And then mm-hmm. and then he gets into, like, the logistics of, like, okay, let's just say I agreed to let you do that. Like, what do you think the ISB is going to do? He's like, oh, I'll just say for my health, you know, like, I my, my family member has import business or whatnot. And then he's like, as you're saying the words, you're realizing that that's just not true. Like, they're not just going <laughs> to let you do what you think you can no. do in that situation. And I think that was... And huge credit to the actor that played Lonnie there, because again, I never really thought of this guy. I've always obviously seen him in no, like the ISB room or whatnot. Really, not thought much of him. There. But like just his like emotion that he showed in that scene, like he was like terrified of Luthen, mm-hmm. but also like the realization of that he actually is stuck with the ISB, and he's gone down this path, and he's just he's like he's he's stuck in it, and it is I, like if I was in that situation and I just had like a new child or something like that that's a lot of weight there you know like you actually have a lot of things to lose like let's just say this goes worst case scenario the isb finds out like they're so evil they'll probably take your family and like just murder them do whatever with them Mm -hmm. so um yeah i I wanted to shout out that actor because he just like his again he didn't have many lines to deliver well but the ones that he did there he sold me on them and just the emotion that he showed on screen and just really feared luthan and i feel Mm -hmm. like up until this point, I never really saw Luthen in that in that vein. I feel like you know Stellan. He's just naturally like a a warming dude. <laughs> I, I feel like he just seems like a father type figure. But here's like, oh my god, this is this is terrifying here. So you gotta watch some yeah. other ones. You gotta watch Girls Drag Tattoo or Nymphomaniac. There's some. He can be a pretty dark huh. motherfucker. This guy. Yeah, yeah, he, he's done a couple. He, I feel like he was probably more known for that in his younger days, and even then those oh, okay. older performances. But he 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 can easily turn that on and stuff like that. And that's where now I can't <laughs> wait to see him like 
like interact with Andor next time and stuff like like I yeah. can't wait to see what his dynamics are right with people because now we have this different side. And I'm not saying like what would people might think I'm expecting him to go like full dark side or bad. No, I don't think that. It's just that I feel like it just changes. It, it brings a lot of gray area to it, and not so much just uh hey, you want to lead the rebellion the right way, you want to fight them the right way. It's like yeah, <laughs> like is it the right way if you're sacrificing these people? It might be the only way, but is it the right way? I don't know. So, yeah. um. Let's take another ad break. And uh, speaking of House of Dragons, right, let's get into some uh, betroven uh, business here in a second. So yes. we'll be right back. <coughs> and we're back. So we got tons of details here with Mom Moff and her story. Who she? I just again, I'm not gonna happen, especially with these numbers. I'm happy we'll get her season two. I'm just waiting for like a fucking Mon Moff my show to be announced any day. It's not gonna happen. I know that for a fact. I know I got a better chance of my Quagon show, but just love the actress, love everything. So there's a few things. One just little stuff again hinting but i feel like they're kind of hinting towards a bit of a power struggle with her her husband and her daughter because she just kind of made like she can't remember that exact line about the gift that her dad gave her and just something like oh my dad oh like dad always lets me do this something like that where it just seems like mom's trying to give some sort of uh you know parental guidance but her dad is very nonchalant so it gets her lets her get away with a few things so that happens we get revealed that her and Tay were a item back in the day in high school or whatever it was, and what I can't remember whatever she said childhood school or some some weird Star Wars. Their planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, but I mean like whatever they were calling their version of elementary or middle school, they're like, oh, from childhood school. Oh like, yeah, it was something <laughs> like yeah. I swear she said childhood school, so I was like, this isn't a real fucking thing, but that's fine. But that was interesting because it's funny we joked about that weeks ago about. If her husband was going to think they're fucking around. And, like, honestly, now with them putting that forward, like, I wouldn't be surprised because he put that out there. And he also just asked, like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, curious folk around there. Oh, That's no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking my wife? Why do you come, Tay? But, like, I think that there's a reason, like, it, I don't think we're going to get to that point. But I didn't think last week, too, we were going to get fucking the thin man being very sexual towards Dreedra. What's her name again? Daedra. 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 I think that's close. Yeah. Daedra. I'll do everything for you. You're my life, my dream. Everything. So it's just like, and we had that, like, <sighs> Heavy mini <breathing. laughs> sex scene, like, in the episode two and whatnot. So yeah. I don't think it would put it past as far as, like, him suspecting that's what's up because he mentioned that he used to date and he also called him like oh yeah there's just a lot of curious folk around here a lot of the time like and he 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 mentioned tay by name so um yeah lots going on there yeah like with the i don't even remember the husband's name actually oh, but douchebag that's a <laughs> douchebag so bun mothma and uh douchebag um yeah. i i feel like it's it's just one of those things where like they were married like because of a traditional marriage type 100%. thing and like they've just kind of been like trapped in that marriage but also like because this is your life you just find a way to make it work but mm -hmm. they've clearly just had like their their budding heads where like it's really not true love anymore like they have a daughter but and i feel like all the moments that, that the husband is like just i don't know giving extra gifts to the daughter let's lets her do whatever she wants it's just like a thing to like get at mon i i, I that's the way mm -hmm. that i take it and um yeah he's he's just like a a pain that she has to deal with and unfortunately it's just it's something that comes with the job like she's a senator she's very much in the public eye i'm sure there's a lot of real po like politicians out there right that their their whole marriage is kind of a sham just because it fits that like narrative of what the oh, character yeah. should be <laughs> and i think the show does that really well mm -hmm. um and I don't even know where I was going with that. Tay stuff. Uh, I'm I'm liking the character of Tay. Um, what were we just talking about, though, with Mon? Of just... We were talking oh about... Oh, I was saying if they were going to ever allude to him thinking that there was something going on, like, romantically oh, again. Because yeah. he had that shot about, like, oh, there used right. to be an yeah. item back in the day. It's the same. Yeah. I was like, what? And stuff, so... It's, it's tricky, because I really don't know what, like the fate of like this husband type character is going to be yeah. like is he going to be someone that finds out and then he just rats her out is mm -hmm. it going to be something that if he did that like you know it would completely change like the daughter like her situation like they just probably wouldn't be safe so i don't know if he's smart enough to like realize that or if he just doesn't give a shit because he's just like upset i feel like he's kind of like he's very much in just like a place of privilege that he is very comfortable in his life um maybe he doesn't want things to change there like and that's something that just puzzles me i don't know what's going to happen with this with this husband character mm -hmm. it's someone that mon just keeps have to be like secret around i think it will come to a moment when you know obviously secrets get out but 
I I'm puzzled on, on what's exactly going to happen there, and who knows? Maybe he's just really pissed off at Tay, just hanging around with his wife so much that yeah. he does more digging and like actually uh solves some True. things. Because as of right now, he's he's not really he doesn't he's not portrayed as like a really intelligent character. Like it, it, like no. he's just like around drinking, you know, eating squigs or squibs, whatever the hell they're called, and just but he did at least about... pick up that Tay's around a lot because that's what he was insinuating, right? So he did at yeah. least pick up that like for some reason, you know. And it's I probably like did... an insecure man thing. Yeah, like who's this dude hanging around my woman? You know, <laughs> that's what I take it as. But I just wonder, yeah. okay, is that just an insecure thing for the show, or are they gonna spin that into him figuring out that again? It could be the reverse of what happened to Bill a few episodes ago of like him yeah. thinking, yeah, there is something going on. But when, like you said, he looks into it, there's something more. <laughs> was that and Bix's then, husband or whatever the hell his name was? Bix, Bill, yeah. It was her boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. Was it Bill? I feel like it was Bill a different name. Or, I think it was a B at least. It is the wrong. most like basic white dude name of all time. Oh, I know. And he just... Yeah, in got, Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> but then anyway, so Tay gives her the unfortunate news of, hey, you know, there's only so much money we can get without being too, you know, sketchy. Yet to, uh, a bunch yeah. of just like tax jargon exposition of like, okay, hey, we need to get a little down dirty. And he has this pitch. Yeah, she, she, yeah, yeah. Especially now what we know. But <laughs> he has this pitch. She already knows what it is that he, you know, he wants to get the assistance of like a big crime lord and stuff like Dabbles. that. She's yeah, Davos. She's not really for it. She's really not for it when uh, the news is that he wants to meet there. Which again, like I feel like, couldn't there be a middle ground of like let's at least meet somewhere else? But fine, whatever. We meet Davos. Really like I don't know this actor, but really like him. I like his look and everything like that. And he says, oh, "I'm gonna give you all this. Like it's very easy, right? Negotiation is very easy. Seems like oh, there's gonna be no problems whatsoever. So not that I was thinking this not at all, but like you're kind of hoping as a viewer, like oh, maybe he's just also wanting to you know rebel and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, you're just gonna owe me. And then she's like, well, no, I'll happily pay you money. He's like, oh no, I, I like money is nothing to me. Like he insinuates many times this conversation, like he has every fucking cent he or credit he ever needs, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's it's more like a favor. And she says, I don't really want to owe you any favors. And then he kind of pitches that. Not so much a marriage, but he is pitching a marriage of, well, you know, your daughter's 13, my son's 14. It'd be great for them to meet and see what could happen. And she's like, a marriage? And he's like, no, I'm not saying anyone's going to be troving one another. Just, you know, see if there's anything there. But again, if you read between the lines, that's exactly what he's insinuating in some sort of, because that's what I love very much. Like we got, we talked all about that the whole year with her, the whole season of House of Dragons, right? Where it's not so much about the blood lineage, it's more about the name. And that's where this guy knows where, okay. He has all this money. He can buy everything. But you know what he can't buy? He couldn't buy, like, a house, you know, a seat in the Senate. He couldn't buy – he can pay someone off. But to actually, like, have your name there, to be, like, have a grandchild that will one day, you know, inherit this thing or inherit this power or this position, that's something you can't buy. And that's where he knows why money is not. And, man – what a great scene. The actress killed it was Mon Mothma the moment when he walks out and she says, I'm not thinking about it. He's like, that's the biggest lie you've ever told that you're not thinking about or something equivalent like that. Just the gazemanship. But this, like I said, this just felt like Game of Thrones and Star Wars, like literally. And it was fantastic because I was not... This is not something I've thought about. Like, I guess there has been at times, of course, there's princesses and stuff like that in Star Wars, but they've never been used in that way or we haven't got to see them that way. And that's where, like I said, I've always pitched, like, I want one day them to do, them to do like, a full master and a Padawan, a Padawan, Padawan show because there's so much of the, that, that dynamic we don't get to see. So even with this, like, whether it be a princess or a senator, I it never crossed my mind, like, oh, he's going to ask for her daughter's hand in marriage mm-hmm. in a sense because I'm like, oh, they're just people that are... They're just they got high ranking positions. We're like, no, yeah. I guess that would happen even in this like galaxy. And I love that oh, that's absolutely. something they introduced, you know? Yeah, and they're talking about like they're already mentioning the tradition that whatever their planet is, that yeah. like Chilandor, I mean that that was Mon Chilandor and her or something. But. Yeah, that was Mon and her husband's situation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she definitely <laughs> like wants to get away from that because she's clearly not happy in that situation. And then just the prospect of her only daughter like going through that. And like this guy is just oozing sleaze ball from like the oh, get go. Yeah. Like she does not want to like she was already against meeting him in the first place with Tay, mm-hmm. but like desperate times. Um, so and this character, uh, Davos, I, I like you said, I I don't know the actor, but holy shit, I loved his performance in this. And this this was like the introduction of a character that just blew me away because he just mm-hmm. he he just killed it on screen. I feel like every single line that he had, he just he exuded that like super rich 
just asshole. Like he does not give a fuck about others. Like it's just he's like he is in that upper class and he just yeah. plays these like politicking type games and like because he has so much money, like he just influences so many things and um like it just shows like his morals when uh I think they're talking about just like the empire running things and he's just like, Yeah, I I, I like the way that things are running now. Like it, I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. making more money. Like it's it's funny, even though people are just getting genocide by like the empire like it, it, he doesn't even think about that and just there's so many lines of him just like kind of flexing his money like i don't have to worry about or yeah i guess it's essentially when mon was trying to buy him off it's just like like that like when i have so much money like it doesn't even that is zero value to me right now and it, it is one of those favor type things and just the way that he was delivering the information without saying the words specifically it was mm. just so masterfully done so huge shout out to that guy like i said i had i had a handful of just performances shout out we already hit andy circus he's probably the mvp of the entire episode mm. diego luna was great he's always but I, great, yeah. yeah he's always great and like for that reason i feel like i just saw him as like lesser than all these other like standouts because i mean andy circus was phenomenal yeah mon Plus, it, yeah it just it wasn't it didn't feel like an and or episode which that's not a yeah. bad thing but it felt like he was there and all the action and everything but it felt like we, the bigger showcases was on like even luthan for that one scene you know where like yeah. andor's gone that in other episodes before so yeah, so Luthen, phenomenal performance. I even shouted out Lonnie. Not much, but like still, from what he got, oh, yeah. he did a really good job. And the Davos character just just blew my mind with like i'm like i cannot wait to see this super grimy type character last week's episode i was mentioning to taylor how like interested i i got of like uh the star wars bankers and just like the way that money kind of works in that realm i got exposed to it going through uh the darth plagueis novel so it's just it's it's an interesting take on or an interesting a thing from Star Wars that I feel like is just so unknown really like from the main like they never really talk about like these people that like make money move around like to actually back a rebellion type situation right and now we're getting like introduced to it and mm -hmm. for me it's so interesting and just for like how that character was just able like he went in there alone and he just he like won like the negotiations like oh, yeah. he was calling like you could see again huge credit to Genevieve and just her performance of the character of Mon when she was like holding back her emotion of like she's disgusted mm -hmm. with this guy's proposal she's also torn because it's like this might be the only thing that I have to, like I actually might have to do this and she's battling that internally but she's showcasing it like on her just her body language and everything and this guy is just like a shark sniffing blood like he's just like oh i got her like yeah okay you you believe that but you don't believe that so i'll be hearing from you soon and he's just like these power plays he's like he's got like the uh what's his name john ham like mad men just like super like confident like ambiance that he's bringing like yeah i i love that character and he was probably on screen for like seven minutes or something but i can't wait to see more of him yeah and that's where i think it's interesting where you get this episode where you just talk about luther and you know he's willing to sacrifice these lives now that he's in all these lives, but it's still is probably the most important life to Mon. So it's like, all right, how far is she going to go now? You know, it's like, again, that's what I've said before. That's what I love about Dark Knight. And that's where I feel like this show's hitting that too. Of like, okay, you have the bad guys. You know what you have to do, but how far are you willing to go? It's the same thing. Is she willing to? I don't think she will. I think she's going to find a way to not make it yep. that her daughter has to marry this person because I think that's a, a gigantic step. And that could be like a you know uh, you can't come back from step and stuff like that i'm not sure if she'll find a different round i'm not sure if she'll get something on davos where she could get him in trouble but i like that they are kind of proposing that question the same way that we kind of got answered with luthan and now it's like okay in the next few weeks how does she respond to a situation like that where you got to do something where yeah. you're really uncomfortable luthan completely accepted it. hey you gotta do what you gotta do and then we move on if this gets you in a better spot we'll do it I don't, again though those are 50 strangers not this time this is mom off daughter so it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be interesting <laughs> i was getting very much um uh, house of the dragon game of thrones just like <laughs> vibes let you know less incest which is good but still just like these marrying off just mm -hmm. for like positions right like that's like a very... bargain it's not money or yeah. lands unless you got a dragon the next thing is a marriage proposal you know so it's fucked up yeah uh, let me check my notes, but I think I hit everything. There it is that I had written down. What about you? Um, yeah, I, th I think I hit all the character. No Daedra, no creepy man, thin man in this episode. No. What do you think He's of the creepy thin man? I I know it's like the the funny meme th <laughs> of yeah. him just being like a stalker now, but just like his overall where he was in the beginning. Do you are you liking it more? Are you? Oh, I fucking loved. I liked it more because I like Daedra. 
Is that what D- we're Daedra. Saying? You're getting Daedra. close. Oh, yeah. Daedra. Daedra. <laughs> Next week you'll get it. I really like her. She's somebody yeah. that I don't know. Again, this is not anything. We're going to do a stars ring. I don't think this would be on there. But to rank characters in this type of like the ISB empire, like these officers, man, she's high right now. I love her delivery. I love her motivations, everything that I love last week. There was just so much scumminess as far as I'm trying to turn their backs on one another. I love that she's starting to get fucking pissed off with her little assistant because I feel like she feels her assistant's trying to like get above her because at one point, I can't remember if this was this week or last week, but they're in the meeting and the assistant like spoke up and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And then when she came back, she's like, oh, well, go send for this. And he's like, oh, I've already done that. So I feel like he thinks he's doing yeah. all this great stuff, but she's going to look at it as like a no. And I think the thin man might end up being her assistant person. Like she's going to get rid of him because she feels he's trying to push too hard. And you're going to get this guy who doesn't want to move up so far. He just feels like he's obsessed because they have the same thing. But what I loved about it is it felt like it was kind of like a weird sexual thriller where like she's like no i'll have you arrested but you felt like she was like you felt like she was wanting to put him in a room and just dominate him you know like that's what i caught the vibe (laughs) the whole time like she's saying no but like it felt like she kind of would like the idea even if it's not so much a pleasure thing of just to have someone completely under her thumb that she could crush trust just because she's like kind of pathetic and obsessed with her like that's not exactly what they said in the show but the way they had that actor portray himself felt like he was obsessed with her of like i'll do anything for it's like okay and i don't even know if it is like a love sex thing i don't think it's exactly that i think it's just that he feels that they are somewhat the same person so i really like the leaning into how pathetic he is with her and that i think is a fun dynamic so i think she is raising that character up and what they're doing with that character tying into that but uh her yeah i hope we see her die a brutal death this season or next season like i hope we keep around but she deserves it because she's a she's a piece of shit like last week when she's talking mm-hmm. to bix with the you know the headset and everything that was just a brutal oh the torture stuff. sequence yeah, yeah. so cold-hearted just even that way when she, the big says like, oh, you get a little enjoyment out of this. And lots of times characters will say that about the bad guy. And you're like, okay, I'm just supposed to insinuate that because that's the line I was given. Yeah. But you generally feel that the way the actress portrays it is like she doesn't smile. She's not cackling. She's not acting like, oh, yeah. But she just like has these facial reactions where she is serious. She's like in tune, doing her, you know, Empire thing, ISB thing. But she does look like she's enjoying it. So, yeah, that actress really love and i liked all the um again i can't remember if this was last i think this was this week mon mothma um the cousin that's not her actually are they actually cousins um veil or veal or whatever her name is oh veil yeah. yeah or is that yeah just a cover? they actually are okay yeah they actually so are i liked all that dynamic too and stuff like last that. week by the that way that was last week okay so shut that up but uh, yeah thin man i'm i'm very interested to see where this this goes now yeah it's <laughs> I mean, I, I gave my thoughts on her, so I'll, I'll just quickly, like, recap. But, like, it's a character in the early stages. I, I was like, get this fucker off my screen. Like, I hate this yeah, guy. Most of the time. And then just seeing him, like, so pathetic again, it's like, I just want to be seeing other things. But now it's, I'm actually seeing, like, okay, like, he has a purpose here. And just to have someone like Daedra, an Imperial lieutenant, I think is her title. Well, she's, like, an officer, essentially. And mm-hmm. she definitely hits that that check of being like a very cold-blooded like just a ruthless like imperial officer like she just she does not care about torturing people she's just a bad bad person i feel like the empire are always portrayed that way especially like the imperial officers at least from what i've seen taylor's probably gonna be like oh check check out this book for this person who's so Mm -hmm. dynamic in there he has bunnies and he has a farm (laughs) for kids yeah but like the f- like the way that Cyril just caught her like off guard and like her reaction to it, it's oh, it, yeah. it, it was like a very human reaction. Times. Yeah, and it's like I've never seen an, an imperial officer put in this situation before. Mm-hmm. So it's something incredibly new. And I was I hate this character of Cyril. I think was his name, uh, creepy thin man. But I'm I'm intrigued as to what's gonna happen next. Yeah. Um, yeah. Disaster. 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 What's gonna happen? Not so. gonna be good. Yeah, I'm excited for next week because, what, we only got two episodes left, so we get the penultimate episode next week and the finale. And, uh, yeah, yeah, just as I start to really love this show, it's going to be ending, but, you know, we got season two, so. We had also a moment in here with uh, Cinta, which was Vel's, um, like, lady friend from mm-hmm. Aldani. I don't even remember specifically what she was doing. It seemed like she was on the um, Andor's mom's planet, whatever the hell that one's called, right? Or am I just was, totally... 
Was that this makes episode? Think so. I think you might be. I, I, I did watch I it. I saw her in this episode. So, no, yeah. I can't remember that. It was a quick watch. moment. So mm-hmm. I definitely missed it of whatever was happening with her. It was a quick, like, she's just, I don't know, boots on ground somewhere. But so. I guess she's uh, in reverse kind of what, because remember they did figure out that they were watching her mom's house, like Andor's mom's house. So she's like almost watching them watch Andor's mom's yeah, house. Yeah, I know? guess so. Because so. they did mention has... that. I can't remember this week or last week where they said like, yeah, they, like we already knew they had a spy there, but they shut out with word and public everybody that they have someone watching Andor's mother's house. And that's why they didn't torture her or kill her because she's older. So she probably wouldn't. Withstand the torture, and two, she's an asset to see if he comes back. You know, totally. Do you think she's in contact with Luthen or anything like that? I know Vel was kind of the like the in between there, but she definitely has like motivation there. Maybe it's just from like what Vel kind of suggested that she does is like keep an eye on things. But mm-hmm. no, I, I think Luthen's still because I think he still took a liking to Andor, whatever you want to say about that, and that's probably not a good thing for Andor, as we've seen with Luthen. He's he's like, I think about you every day, Lonnie. So, like, <laughs> you maybe you don't want to be with Luthen, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like Luthen could still be involved somehow. Sorry, say it again? <laughs> I said I feel like Luthen could still be involved somehow with that yeah. situation. So, And last thing on Luthen, too, I, I love that line when um, Lonnie's on the elevator going up, and and he's just like informing Luthen of like kind of what Deidre's doing, how like she think like you know she got this, blah blah blah, and just like straight away he's like, oh that's perfect, like keep egging that on because mm-hmm. they don't even know like what's like like they're just wasting their time like focusing on that. And I'm like, oh, I thought that was actually really important. So like Luthen has plans that me, the viewer, doesn't even know about. So yes. this guy, he's just he's playing 4D chess, and I'm oh yeah, I'm a little bit scared <laughs> as to how far he'll go, but still I'm very intrigued as because you know to start a rebellion you gotta you gotta break a few eggs break a few eggs i was trying to think of that saying i guess there's so many different ways to say that yep. but break a few eggs yeah it's because you're making an omelet right that's the saying yep. if you want to make an omelet yeah okay yeah, break a few eggs there you go mm-hmm. i'm educated now there you go well we hope you educated you on this review you know check out all our other ones check out we'll be here for the next week's black panther all these big reviews and i promise you won't be boring Bye-bye.